It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 808. What's happening, guys? What is going on? Happy weekend banter. Hello, Mr. 97. Yeah, hey, Sensi. What's happening? Mate. <laughs> what have That's you got? my line. You ha- yeah, you haven't, I mean, you haven't been on the show <laughs> well, for a week. Well, look, there, no, look, there are... There, hang on, let me just... Let me I'll just bring just my chair down a little bit. There are a few little things to um, clarify on my dog breed. Yeah, I'm actually quite happy with it. Okay, good. This is uh, what were you? It's, yeah, we've moved on, mate. A bur- we do, a bur- we're doing a show every day. We don't have time to- <laughs> a, bur- a Bernese Mountain Dog. Okay. That's actually Grace's yeah. favourite dog. So, okay. um, cute. It's perfect. Okay, great. And I actually was you very are- close. You, you mentioned a yeah, hay subscription, you- Josh. Spot mm-hmm. on. Okay, what does that right. mean? What, yeah, what was the hate, too. mate? You're going to have to reset for us because we don't remember the, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the hate. This is because I'm shocking with emails uh-huh. and oh, hate that's is right. yes, the yeah, new yeah, yeah. email app that's meant to reinvent email. And I was following it for a long time and mm-hmm. a yeah. subscription would be nice. Is there um, is there law against other brands using the exact same tagline? Spark reinventing email or love your email again surely no, unless, like, I mean unless, unless they're copywriting it uh, sorry not copywriting <laughs> it unless they're trademarking it yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's all I mean hey bro I'll never fucking love my email and you haven't reinvented anything it's just still <laughs> sending email it's like it's Australia Post trying to say that there's What's uh, Australia Post you know re- no, but I could imagine they're like, you know, feel re-energized by connecting via post. It's, well, this is like, like when Jess says, uh, when she uses the phrase, uh, we've got to bring this to life. Yeah. Just, it feels like we're working at a morgue or something. Like just everything's dead and we have to fix it. Um, <laughs> What's I, uh, it give me some, con- give me a, a scenario. Oh, it's just like, hey, um, guys, we've got to do this brainstorm session for this client. We just need to be able to bring yep. these. Um, I've sent through the doc. We want to bring these ideas to life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Um, <laughs> you know, work out five different ways of bringing these, um, yeah, the, the products to life. But I yeah, think it's yeah. because... <laughs> When I was at Invato, uh, I did a whole. Um, I was working on a campaign, and um, it was all about bringing your ideas to life. And I got so yeah. I ended up googling it because I'm like, oh, this is a great idea. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I could get the domain name. It could be, and it's fucking used. So, like, if you type it in on Twitter on search, everyone's <laughs> saying it. And so bring it to life. Yeah, and so I remember it's a very Pixar thing to say. Yeah, it has that vibe. But so yeah. then I changed it to um helping ideas grow and then I had yeah. like because Invato was a leaf and I yeah. I um I did like a tree oh, of leaves. Fun. I remember showing it to my manager and um my manager um who we were on sort of rocky rocky grounds because she was sort of this middle manager that came in and I sort of all of a sudden went from reporting into the founder to having to deal with someone else, which is fine, whatever. But I just remember she said... Um, if it's fine, whatever, it's not fine. <laughs> fine, whatever. Actually, fine, that is whatever, the whatever, warning whatever. sign of no, it's but she not was, fine. She was very nice. She said, she, I think she was trying to win me over because she said, Josh, like I'd, I'd spent 30 seconds putting this together before the meeting. So, Josh... This is something that we would pay an agency fifty thousand dollars to do. Spent <laughs> <laughs> thirty a, seconds. It's a picture that I drew of a, of a tree, and it just says <laughs> "helping your ideas grow," and it's got leaves and like dots and lines. Um, it's I love this because you you think about the biggest brands in the world, and mm. you think how much did they spend on their logo? 
How much did Nike spend on the logo? This is a famous Which is, one. Was it thirty-five bucks? Yeah. Uh, the backstory. Right. Uh, do you have you read that before? Yeah, I think. It, oh it yeah. May so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, let me just. The Nike swoosh. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they're talking about the tick. Is perhaps one of the most well-known cheap logos, costing the sports brand just 35 USD. When co-founder Phil Knight commissioned graphic design student Carolyn Davidson back in 1971, he was pissed and off because so, it was on it was on Fiverr, but she, she got him with a few extra bonuses. Like, <laughs> yes. One of the um, the the um, Illustrator file as well, which was yeah. an extra 20 bucks. I mean, what does that say about creativity? What does it say to you, JJ, mm-hmm. the the thirty minutes before a presentation that swayed a manager to think you're the you're <laughs> actually a reincarnation dog. of God Himself? You should have seen the person <laughs> um, who worked with me in the team, who already thought that I was a bit arrogant and obnoxious. Like, just her eyes roll when <laughs> the manager said <laughs> presenting that my so my trait. I mean, creativity is about like connecting. Connecting dots. It's about, um, but it's also not about being complicated. It's about like being mm. able to communicate the complicated in a simple way. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I love it. But I, I think that part it's of it too ti- is it's, timing. Yeah, exactly, and exactly because um, <laughs> you can. Because what about like, I mean, for us, at when we first started, the logo that we had for the daily talk show mm-hmm. was text because we needed to do something to get it on the podcast platforms and we needed a, at least a photo mm-hmm. with something some text on it and then we got another logo which we liked but it wasn't what we knew it was going to become in the future mm-hmm. and then we got a design student named 3D mm-hmm. Deal who ended up creating something that we all love yeah. and so if you didn't do the first two it's like there would be so much writing on that first one I mean, you look at every all the brands that are doing rebrands, like Southern Cross of Stereo Radio Company, um, for the seventeenth time. Who else is there? My brother's got a podcast. He's rebranded it twice before releasing an episode. Oh, really? I said you're <laughs> the, the I said you're the SCA. I said you're the you're the SCA of podcasting. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, but, it is interesting though. Like the um, yeah, the the rebrand of a radio station, like the, it it does something for morale because if you look. If you look on LinkedIn, people are like, mm. this is like a gigantic effort with like so many hours spent on this thing. And Is that, um, is that the internal people at SCA writing that? Yeah. And so I because guess- I can tell you what's happened there. I can tell you what's happened. Okay. Someone like Josh Jansen has texted <laughs> someone and said, can you comment on my LinkedIn post like you did? <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to write something. Everyone, everyone's just happy for it. No, on LinkedIn, I think the, the vibe's good. Everyone's yeah. just happy they have a job at the moment. So it's just oh, like fucking fired up guys to be here. Fired up. Just fucking love being here. It's fucking great, fired isn't up. it? Fucking, we all yeah. did a lot of work. So did I. Fucking definitely yeah. not a good love role. <laughs> Who loves the fourteenth of every month? Me. That's when we get paid. No, but I did see they said that they um they were very proud because it was an internal job, like someone did it internally, oh, good. and it did remind yeah. me of my um my tre- my tree diagram. <laughs> it's like just fucking just the Dave Cameron just fucking clapping it in as the <laughs> as, they, as they present the uh, fifty thousand dollar idea. 
I think the one <laughs> one thing when people give criticism, and I, I do it, I mm-hmm. like because I think that's what anything get put out into the world, you're going to have a thought on when you see it. It makes you feel something. That's the whole point of brand is that you're trying to influence how people are feeling. And yeah. you're trying to communicate what you as a brand are doing and then it has to align with the instant trigger of the feeling that comes up when someone sees it. So, you're trying to mesh these two together perfectly. But then you do think about, okay, I hadn't thought about who'd made that. I probably, I think I thought that it was probably an agency that spent a hundred grand mm-hmm. on creating a logo that looks like every other looks like four other corporate businesses. Mm-hmm. But then you've got to think about the person who's made it and there's an, probably an individual that has done it, mm-hmm. and like you said, someone internally, and they they feel strongly to it, and they've put everything to it. And, so and do you feel bad about? Like, do you think that you're throwing too much shade at the the rebrand? Then, oh, <laughs> I'm throwing shade at the company rebranding for the seventeenth time. I, mm-hmm. I think I was there with two rebrands, and everyone mm-hmm. was confused back then. And so I'm just worried oh. about the confusion now. When it's rockier times, but it feels but what I do, good, doesn't it? It feels like um, it's not too dissimilar to me getting my um, my exercise bike, or like for the first what, like there is a stage where <laughs> it's like this is actually, you know what? It's been a very yeah. hard time, but this new yeah. color palette, this this is what we needed. <laughs> this is everything. Yeah, this is it. it yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sev's doing the new um, new tweets with some colour behind them. Mate, mm-hmm. we've, re- we've done we've it. Reinvented we've reinvented the it. wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have. This is, this is this is untouched. Um, but then, you know, the, even the, uh, the slightly distance for us, which is uh, the feeling um, Tully Smythe launched her podcast, Too Much mm-hmm. Tully. That is, um, you know, a creative endeavour that is kind of sidestepped from us, but we're highly invested in it because it's a part of our podcast network mm-hmm. how have you felt jj on um any feedback that's come through oh, on that? well, how, w- i realize how much time i've been on my phone so my refresh oh. like when i'm when i'm feeling it's not even um stressed or, or just when i'm feeling that wired feeling mm. it takes me takes me about a week to realize or a couple of weeks to realize so at first i'm like i'm needing something maybe i need to read a book why do i need to read a book like i just become obsessed around books and last night i looked at my screen time uh it it was up uh 44 percent from last week wow wow uh and uh the i can tell you i'll tell you the um the exact details it was over i spent on my phone in the week guess guess how much for the this week how many hours i've spent on my phone Oh, for the entire I'm, week combined, entire average. That's the entire week. So, average, so not or? yeah, no. So not not the daily average. The entire yeah. week. If I was to add up all of the oh. time, every day, every day. Oh God, oh, Jesus! I'm going. I'm going seventy hours. No, it was sixty-one 70. hours. It was sixty-one <laughs> hours. Oh, mate, Sevs, I'm nine off. Ten, nine off. Ten <laughs> hours. Ten hours and eleven 30. minutes. Ten hours and eleven minutes uh, on the phone. I don't know what happened on um, Sunday last week, but it nearly hit twenty hours on my phone on, on, no. on Sunday. Just a nice little switch up. Outrageous. I don't know what Did happened. Did you sleep? There. Probably not. That's what's happening. Well, I mean, wow. what one of the one of the things that I feel like you might have updated in that time has been your Instagram bio. This oh, is I was, said, I was I was as he said I was. 
Well, so, I mean, Here this we is go. the first time Here I saw it. I probably saw it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And you've done a little update. Podcast and live YouTube show at the Daily Talk Show. In love with Brianna Phillips, it feels like midnight clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the feel like, feels like midnight gear has been on how long, for about three weeks. How long has it been on <laughs> there? Three weeks. It was, it was when Tommy... So, there was a period in the office where I was just a bit fucking exhausted and at like... 3 p.m. I'd be like, fuck, feels like midnight. And then Tommy had a conversation with me where he's like, you're fucking, you, you saying that makes it feel like midnight. Like fucking, <laughs> like that's not helping. Good for Stop morale. Yeah. And so then on the Monday, the following Monday, I changed it all and started yeah. saying, fuck, it's a great, like I'm fucking fired up. And then like I say that, I'm like, I'm fucking happy and this is going to be a good day. TJ's like, are you right? You're a bit manic today. You're a bit happy. <laughs> like, Fuck, I can't win. But no, so the um, the reason I brought that up. And was surely, be- and surely this week you crashed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so on the, no, so you're right. Um, yeah, the Tully thing, I'd been, uh, I like to keep across all the different pieces. And so there's like when you launch a podcast, there's a bunch of things that you're looking at. You're looking mm. at uh, downloads uh, a little bit. You're looking at. You know, click through links. We're sort of tracking different stuff, seeing where traffic's coming from, what people are saying. But yeah, what what you're talking about specifically is the Apple Podcast reviews, which yep. yesterday, before we received a um a message from Tully being like, "Oh, this I can't be fucked with this," um, I went through my phone and changed the order of all my apps. Because I'd gotten oh, yeah. so used to clicking on it, refresh, click like I've, I, I just keep like it's a bit of a routine. So it's a I tick. had completely yeah, it's a tick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so anyway, be many the, um, people out there that have a that have a um, when they go onto a, say they're on their computer, they go Command T F A and then click Enter, which is Facebook. I've done yeah, a lot yeah, of that yeah, in yeah. my time. Like Command T F A, bang into Facebook, you're there. Yeah. And so the um, yeah the reviews the Apple Podcast reviews have been notoriously toxic. Mm. Similar to remember YouTube used to be really bad back in the day. Like it yeah. still has a, a bit of that. But I think well you can, the the the, you, the, consi- the consistency is that you there's a high chance um, you don't know who the person is. So it's like quite unanimous anonymous anon- in terms of leaving yeah. something anonymous. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Anonymous, so you can just leave a, a, slay, a slander review, mm-hmm. a scathing review is the word, mm-hmm. uh, and get away with it and and just make make someone feel like shit. Mm. Well, the, uh, the funny with, thing with, about... So, the thing is that, like, we would get... If we were as popular as Tully is, yeah. we'd be getting yeah. the same sort of reviews. It's just a scale thing, right? Like, her download numbers... Not to sound like Donald Trump, it, they're in the billions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> billions and billions. Billions it's, and billions. The huge. polls have never been higher for Tully Smythe. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, it's um, the thing that I've worked out, like, I think this is a bit of a turning point for me, especially as a creator, having seen the effort that we've put in, the effort that Tully's put in, the the generosity that we've all come to it in regards to what we're trying to do and we're trying to serve the listener and all this sort of thing. And so you see these reviews and um, I couldn't help but do a bit of a copy and paste of the usernames. And 
What's funny about the, the, the people who leave these reviews is uh, they had the exact same opinion uh, on Tully's last podcast. And so the thing is, mm. these people aren't fans. They're not listening. Uh, they're, they are just following her around and shit canning her wherever. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, there's this, there's, uh, I won't even say the name of the, the podcast, but there's a there's a new strategy that people are using to try and grow their podcast where they'll go into the reviews of popular podcasts and they'll say, fraud, this is a complete copy of this podcast, which isn't like, so, sorry to burst your bubble, but like when I Googled it, when I actually searched the podcast, there were so many uh, podcasts with the same name of this podcast, I couldn't actually work out which one they were talking about. But <laughs> the strategy... <laughs> The strategy of um, saying, hey, this is a complete copy as a way to try and get numbers yeah. and get clout. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so there's all that sort of shit. And then you read and then you read the stuff where it's like we call we called the show. We had we've had so many discussions around how do we do how do we make this so that it is so obvious of what it is. Right. And so the criticism that Tully was getting with Social Squad, which was a podcast with Mamma Mia, was Tully uh, loves to chat and she's fucking great at it. <clears throat> and that's the reason why we love her as a guest and, and we always have enjoyed having her on the show. And it's the reason why we're like, you know what? The reason why you're getting this feedback is because it was an interview show. And mm. um, of course, it's not, it's, it's not what you want to do. And so... We titled the podcast Too Much Tully. We put her name on the podcast. We, we put her face in the podcast artwork. And then it's as if someone has mysteriously had this fucking podcast enter their ears. They're like, oh, my, they're so fucking offended that Tully's talking in it. Like it is ridiculous. <laughs> and then the other thing that gets me is it's like, what is the most, like look at like all these trolls with their like one star reviews, they don't mean anything. But I just thought I, I had a yeah. moment of how funny it is, how offended they are at like a female talking. And if you look at like the number one category on Apple Podcasts, it's crime. We're all cool about uh, women being fucking butchered to death and us listening to it <laughs> through headphones. Yeah. But the five idea stars, of five stars. yeah, but the but the um, the idea of Tully Smythe accidentally talking over someone for a few <laughs> seconds is apparently fucking. Uh, more offensive. <clears throat> oh, it's so fucking rich. Like there, there was an article that I was sent today from Jess that says Tully Smith. It was this is in the Daily Mail. Tully Smith's new podcast receives one star reviews from enraged listeners who accuse the former Big Brother star of talking over guests and being self obsessed. Oh. Like there is five star reviews in there too. They're mm. not focused on. It's it's complete trash. And like you said, missed the point. Uh, but it's not only just missing the point. These like the, the, there was no point for them to try and get. There, there was no. There's no. This isn't critical feedback where they're going through. This is uh, them being triggered, uh, or, or just literally following. Like if you actually like use like if you if you Google these people, you realize that they go from podcast to podcast. They go yeah. to Shameless. They go to every single podcast, like any podcast where there's strong women talking, and they need. And what they're trying to do is that they want to make it very clear 
that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And they're mm. going to try everything they can to try and stop it. And so for me, what I learned from it is it's like, okay, I completely understand how Tully feels about it because it's like I have that, like I it's it's not even me directly being trolled, but even just mm. being in the sort of uh, a part of it and seeing and thinking about how that must make her feel, I feel that response. And I think that the turning point is yeah. it's like, okay, these reviews, these people, um, like they're uh, mentally unwell isn't isn't the isn't the right isn't the right way of phrasing it. But these people need like they've got other shit going on, right? Clearly. Like there if you look if you walk down the street or if you just see like even even if you just go on LinkedIn or Facebook and you see people who yeah. that you normally think is pretty fucking together and then you fucking comment, you see one comment about what they're thinking about ex-politician or whatever it is and then you're like, oh, they're actually completely fucking tweaked. And so if, yeah. we, if we know people in our inner circle who are fucked up, imagine outside of our circle how many fucked up people there are. So my perspective <laughs> oh, is yeah. it's like, you know, the, the great thing, the beauty of what we're doing is that this is a long-term game and we have the support of our team and we can be resilient and we can, and, and this isn't to discredit or to, to say that there's not growth to be made. This is saying that that format, that way of saying it, the, those people aren't actually the people who matter. And so, yeah, I think I've, yeah, I've become mean, very comfortable with um, expecting it, completely expecting this from anything you do, but then yeah. also just like it's um, the best way to manage it, I think, is you can't. I completely relate to, and Michelle and Zara have spoken about this with Shameless. It's like you actually can't look at it and mm. people will try <laughs> and say that that means that you're not listening to your listeners, but the listeners can email. I mean, the brave ones aren't in in the trenches leaving reviews that are scathing. It's like not where they lay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, think about the time that you've been triggered seeing something and if you just stop for a moment, it is a pure reflection on yourself at some point. Like when I've seen people doing well and I've thought, how are they? Any, they're no good and they're doing well. Mm-hmm. And then I start getting dark. But it's like, that is because I'm probably thinking, fuck, I'm meant to be doing more than I am. I've got more in me than what I'm currently putting out to the world. But it's so not even most people don't even have that awareness. Like they'll yeah, never exactly, know that, yeah. right? They're, they'll they'll have the inter- internal misogyny and they'll be feeling this way and they'll think that no, this is because, and they'll buy into mm. the the reality show net. Like they're dumb enough to believe the reality show narrative. And I think that Tully is funny because she she will deliver that stuff. Like she'll give that, like she doesn't give a fuck. She'll be giving them the stuff that then feeds them even more, which I sort of appreciate yeah. about how, how she <laughs> operates. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is funny though. Like you said, Josh, when you've been putting in work for something and it's not even your voice that's at the center mm-hmm. of it being, being criticized. It's, um, it's this, when you know someone like Tully, like we, we're getting to know her beyond what people probably do on Instagram mm-hmm. and, and she 
she's impressed me so many times with the person that she is, mm. and I'm and and that's where I then start getting offended because I'm like, no, you guys fuck. It. But then it's like I don't even need to try and uh, mm. you know scratch this trying to yeah even enter into that because it's like yeah you just know someone's a great person mm-hmm. and they're working on it and they and they've got flaws of their own insecurities uh, you know and issues of their own like we all do and and Tully's the brave one putting something out into the world mm-hmm. it's not ch- you know it's like we're not I was going to say we're not like surgeons changing lives heart one heart surgery at a time but we're just also trying to do trying <laughs> to do what we do and and give give something to the world and so that's mm. what Tully's doing and I fucking love it yeah, and so yeah. but you see why people don't start mm-hmm. you see why people that already have created something of their own have such an aversion to putting something out into the world because you know that you're just going to get feedback from trolls and so it's it, what's easier is to just do nothing and doing nothing doesn't necessarily uh, help you and and where you want to go to and in your dreams and so there's also a lack of there's a lack of critical thinking from say this person that wrote a daily mail well, I mean lack of thinking across the daily mail probably <laughs> is is pretty is a brand value Accurate, but they yeah. I mean the yeah. thought is that it's like if they actually thought about the nuance. Uh, they wouldn't be able to do their jobs. But if if they actually thought yeah, about the I nuance, know. they would be like, okay, <laughs> hang on. So this is a podcast that you have to seek out. You have to click on. You have to do all of these steps to get there. And we've made it very clear in the – like this isn't – it's not like we're Trojan horsing this um, – we're not pretending that t- too much Tully – is you know the interview with Andrew Denton like it's it's very clear <laughs> of what this fucking show is and so I think that probably the the missing piece is uh, they put those reviews like those reviews actually mean something whereas mm. the reality is that it's actually I'll I'll, I'll take a, st- a side step to if you think about television or radio so television and radio there was more criticism to be had because you would have your Channel 10 or your Fox FM or whatever it is, you'd have uh, the station that you listen to and then people would enter your homes or your ears or whatever it is and Channel 10 or Fox are picking the things that you consume. And so there's a a level of friction or... um, responsibility as the programmer around okay what does our audience like this is completely different to that this is hey uh, tully's got her own channel her own station uh enter if you like tully enter if you're interested in that and so i think that that's what gets mm. lost is mm. that um it's completely fucking optional and yeah. the reviews potentially um i think that yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder how many people are saying this isn't for me, and that's it, versus mm. the visceral response that they're getting and saying this isn't for me. Not only is this not for me, but I need to tell everyone that it's not yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm going to tell all my friends and all the people yeah. I don't know, um, because <laughs> as a creator, if people are saying this is not for me, that is okay. It doesn't matter. It can't be for everyone. You're, you're trying to find 
mm-hmm. select group of people who it's for. And if you can do that, even find a small handful of people that it's for, there is a high chance there are other people like those people that will like what you're doing. There will always be more people who don't like what you're doing than not, but that mm-hmm. is okay. But I think that where we, I think the energy that comes out of, and you see it, the, that, that podcast, that, I, that Daily Mail article, they lead with all the one stars, but then at mm-hmm. the bottom they say, oh, but she's getting some, some stuff that's coming through that's positive, but it's like, that's not interesting. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not going to draw people's attention, the five-star mm-hmm. stuff that she gets and the people saying, girl, this is your thing, you've meant to do this, your own show, this is everything. Like, all of that is exactly what why we started the show because it's it's saying everything we thought before Tully even did her first show. Mm-hmm. And she and has that's a the whole development. bunch of people that that's love the, her. And that's the, th- and the, the development that's getting done. I mean, if you go to... If you don't like uh, pop music, don't go to a Taylor Swift concert. And so, for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, we've gotten very good with that with a lot of different things. But yeah. there's a lot of dumb people. Like I, I went to write a review. So I, I went to a lot of derps. I went to write a review, and then my phone died. But I was sort of glad because oh, I sort of lucky, then, lucky. I was like, it was, so it was a review in response to everyone on on uh, Tully's podcast. <laughs> and oh, it was don't, just don't do that. I didn't. I didn't. I don't, I don't want to fucking. <laughs> I don't want to have to, what fucking Jen uh, dealt with. I don't want to. I don't want it to be fucking. Yeah. Fucking Josh Jan. It was it was on Tully's account. It's not like I'm fucking writing on. Anyway, the um, uh, I basically Just said don't the, do it. yeah. The final thing I said was um, uh, I would suggest that the the uh, people leaving these reviews pick up a self-help book. <laughs> um, but I just sort of fucking can't be fucked. I, and I was so good because I showed Bray and she's like, I reckon you could get rid of that um, last line. I think that probably just... And then I went to delete it and then my phone died. And I was like, you know what? That's that's a sign. That's a that sign. That when you've got the latest that iPhone sign. that's meant to fucking last 24 hours in a day and it's dying before you go to bed, you fucking, you've had a good day's yeah. work. Was that on the twentieth hour of that <laughs> yeah. day that you? <laughs> no, in fact, I, I'm yeah, I'm surprised at the. Um, I did realize with the battery that it's like, it's so easy to forget to close down all of your apps. Like I went through and realized that I had fucking every app open that I've basically ever used. Mm, so yeah. a little uh, tip for everyone: go in and do your little um, uh, what you, what you, you swipe up and then um. Had, yeah, it's yeah, a little, little swipe up and then go. Yeah, through even it. Safari tabs is a little, um, little tip. Yeah. If your Safari is running slow, just yeah. close some tabs. I use Chrome. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, Sam, my brother Sam's got about a hundred tabs open or something Too many. like that. Just ridiculous. Yeah, tab, tab boy. Uh, what else is going oh, well. on, Sevs? Any, any, anything? To yeah, report a little update. Um, well, uh, we've we've been inside all week just with our tests. So now, now that we're negative. Um, we can we can both go out. So this weekend, um, like you guys were talking about, we want to have a bit of fun. Um, You're getting nuggets. So, You've been talking a lot about nuggets. Well, yeah, what, what I think we mean? will get nuggets. We've we've got we've got Attica at home tonight uh, for a little date night. But mm-hmm. we have been pushing for chicken nuggets during the week. And hang Grace on, says hang on. if I have what? them, I won't be happy afterwards. But she really wants uh, them. So yeah, I was like, yeah. let's get them. Yeah. I want to have them yeah. with you. I really want to have them with you. But then it's that thing of 
I potentially won't be happy afterwards, which is just destroying the whole thing. Where are the nuggets from? What's the go-to for you? Oh, just Maccas. Just Macca's TJ, what would okay, you pay for 20, 20 nuggets at Maccas? I'd, I tell you what, you pay uh, less than 12 nuggets or something. There's some silly deal on. What do you mean? It's like nine bucks. Nine bucks or something? No, no, or, no. Or eight bucks? No, it's about 18 bucks for 20 nuggets. And then because we were, we were in isolation when we were going to do it. almost swallowing so dollar coins at that like, point. <laughs> yeah, have you ever Dude, thought about that? I've you, never thought. Uh, like, imagine if every time you ate, you imagined eating. McDonald's the money. is currently. Oh, this was so. This is when. This is sorry, my my bad guys. McDonald McDonald's were currently offering were were, no, sorry, so, were, <laughs> were. McDonald's so were offering were offering twenty four mm-hmm. chicken nuggets for nine ninety five, and Amy got oh twenty four with Bodie and came back and ate them in bed watching a movie. Now no, that's, that's fun. Oh. What sort of sauce? But that's, that's why I thought steal. they were so cheap. Oh, you got to yeah, go wow. sweet and sour. Hey, but um, so uh, last night driving past uh, KFC, a huge line with cars down the street, mm. and Amy's like, "Mate, the Colonel's back." You know how I was saying the Colonel's yeah. back. They're, My brother been was out telling of chicken, me the Colonel's they? back. Mate, they've run out of chicken. There's a chicken shortage oh. in Victoria uh, at KFC. Chicken shortage. KFC. I mean, it could be Tully Smythe's recommendation yeah. of Zinger Burgers because she's <laughs> never had one until her mate told her to have one this year and she's been going hard. And so, she's had a whole bunch of people, you know, sending uh, snaps through saying, I'm eating, I'm eating uh, KFC while listening. Mm. So, it could be her doing, but there is a chicken shortage. Experiencing chicken shortage in Victoria with some restaurants closing. I mean, it is their oh. business, isn't it? <laughs> if you don't have chicken, you don't <laughs> yeah. have KFC. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's just I mean, I remember going rolls. to a Red Rooster. Like, I, I feel like Red Rooster, um, unless you're sort of a hardcore fan, is maybe a once a year sort of thing. And I just remember oh, it was like, dude. we decided to do the you know, once a year. Oh, you know what? Let's get Red Rooster. And they were out of chicken. I was just like, oh, oh no. This is why. This is why they're so fucking, you know. Shit. Well, people but love. I will, I'm, I'm I will very know. wary of shit canning Red Rooster because, um, yeah, you can't. for some like there's there's some people who love the like oh man yeah I love their soggy soggy chicken Sucks. roll that's in the microwave. It's yeah, like yeah. yeah, I don't think it is. Hey, so there is <laughs> they do um che- cheesy chicken nuggets at K- at Red Rooster. So they've got cheese really? in the middle of them. Okay. They're not bad. Not bad. Cheaper, I wonder, if it, for them to make. If there, if there's chicken shortages around. Fill it Australia, out with I wonder cheese. If yeah. You're just filling with cheese? Nah, not that much cheese. It's, it's 95, 98% chicken. Macca's or never seems to get hit with a chicken shortage. Yeah, it's not their go-to. I mean, beef. the colonel is the chicken guy. Mm. Macca's are a beef. Yeah. They're beef specialists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's true. Um, so, yeah, my, my tip, my tip is... Um, on your phone to switch up all of your apps so that you yep. have to have an extra layer of thought before you tap on something because you've probably gotten into a mm. routine of even like this morning I didn't look at my um, phone in bed but Brie was on Instagram and I was just like watching her, <laughs> just watching her Instagram <laughs> and seeing what, like, oh, who's, what's that? Or who, who's that? Um, mate, it's like it's like you've quit porn and you've asked your mate to just show you it on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, not quite. But the um, the 
It's, a, it's, it's addictive. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Oh, God. Anyway, that's a good one. Mate, so what, what are you taking away? What do you take away from the guy that's just said he, he mm-hmm. spent one day, had 20 hours of screen mm-hmm. time? Yeah. What's the takeaway? So I, I think, mean, yeah, the, the takeaway work, by the way, sorry. One day, 20 hours. I don't know. Like, I can sh- I can show it to you. But yeah, no, it's it's the on the screen grab that I sent you to, uh, Mace. Um, on the very the first on the the iMessage I sent you last night, there's um if you zoom in it's like close to the twenty hour mark. Um, it must have been eighteen hours, but um, yeah. So no, where I've landed with it, I don't. So Cal Newport he wrote the book, um, two books, Deep Work, and Digital yes. Minimalism. I don't. I can't remember if it was in Digital Minimalism or Deep Work. But he talks about uh, I can't remember the, the the name of the the work or what how he sort of uh, names it, but it's the work that you do. So it's the the constant checking. It's the um, refreshing of things. It's checking news.com.au. It's checking uh, the major league baseball scores. It's all of those little checks that you do. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. checking your anal- like the thing is that I don't need to check our podcast analytics every half hour. Yeah, because I mean, you could safely do it once every two weeks based on it just has grown. It mm-hmm. keeps growing. Safe to say that it's going to keep growing. <laughs> yeah, and so the thing, is, yeah, I I find I think potentially when I'm uh, seeking comfort, my version of comfort is. Uh, donuts and um, like so just fucking junk just like fuck yeah we'll have that yeah, yeah junk food why not yeah. junk food and then the other one is um, the little things of like so I feel like I the way that I feel like it's happening which is not the reality is I'm fucking in the the NASA control center I'm just fucking I've got all mm. the charts I'm fucking looking and I'm refreshing yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. and then I get like fucking um uh rewarded from you guys because we'll like I'll find little things so it's like I found something on LinkedIn last night and I sent it to you TJ and you're like how did you find that so quickly I'm like yeah fucking I was on it fucking I haven't left LinkedIn in fucking six weeks and I'm fucking fired up hang on it 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 was uh, the video was unlisted and had two views. That's yeah. what draw drew my concerns to how the fuck you came across yeah, it. Yeah, so I found someone else's <laughs> video and I like sent it through or whatever. But there's <laughs> so good. and then even so, good. so um Mason and I get into talking about fucking um so uh, Spotify. Remember we've had the issue of um our Spotify show notes looking like dog shit. Shit house. Yes. Yeah. Go on your yes. phone. Go on your phone and go on to Spotify it's right an now. Exciting day. Yeah. Go to the Daily Talk Show on Spotify. If you are a yeah. Spotify listener and you listen to um, music on Spotify and you listen to other podcasts or whatever, listen to the, the Daily Talk Show on Spotify too. Um, we are slightly great. Uh, slightly concerned that there will be there will be a little bit of a monopoly or something that that happens where they. Um, you know, because they they are doing so well, but it, it's a good um, it's a good solution. Videos coming as well, so that people be able to watch. That would, that would be great. Have you looked at the show yeah, notes, yeah. dude? They're sick. The yeah. dot points dialed in, mm-hmm. links they're all proper, all now. spaced out properly. Yeah. Because it was just like slapping the text in there, even if we formatted it before. Yeah. Well, they didn't it have H- just- uh, they didn't have HTML 
support. support. And so we were, so 97 was going through and doing all of that. Um, it still needs, they need to update their Chrome, like their um, web uh, experience because it's still um, not formatted on there, but it will happen. But it would break all of the links. So we had a piece of work where we we're going to go through every single show note, every 800 episode <laughs> and go through the show notes and reformat for Spotify. And so by Spotify yeah. doing this, it means we don't have have to do that anymore. Josh, what about setting daily limits on your apps? Calvin uh, mm-hmm. wrote through to us and said that's, that's yeah. something he does and, and it works for him. So, yeah, I was, I definitely, yeah, I will do that. So, the thing that I have done already is I went in and turned off all notifications um, for most yeah. I mean, apps. You, I've done that. I've done that for a long time, mm-hmm. like especially email and shit. And I seem to not. Like if you, okay, so you go. I have to manually check. So maybe I do the manual check more mm-hmm. than some, but then the others who have inst- uh, notifications are getting disrupted every time. There's an, you know, so you've maybe there's a higher level of checking yeah. based on just being told, yo, you got a fucking email. Oh, definitely. Well, I get like, um, yeah, you just even the, uh, I mean, how many people in Victoria? get a push notification every time Dan Andrews has a statement. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, just okay. fucking like yeah. um, you, you're tuning in type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I've turned off a bunch of that stuff. But I was also thinking that it's a um, – it, tra- like it is a trap because it gives you the sense of progress but no progress is actually getting made in the process. So like – Probably, I would say I'm wasting at the moment seven hours a day on my phone, no doubt, doing stuff that feels like there's some level of progress, but it's actually just input, input, input. And so you'll find bits of gold, right? So like if you think about Mm -hmm. how much I'm like sifting through things and going on websites and searching stuff and like the, you are bound to find pieces of gold. But I think that for me, you that's, are, yeah, yeah, and that. But what I think that I'm sort of leaning towards is it's like the curated, like being way more curated with things and being like, okay, I'm going to read this book from start to finish. And because think about when I read a book, how many pieces of gold. So if we look at like it doesn't have to be crazy at work, the book that I was reading within 32 pages, I had already highlighted 12 quotes that were great. Mm. And so like, I reckon that uh, books have a way higher rate of actual like um, signal to noise. Whereas I feel like online stuff, and this is fucking obvious shit. This is stuff that we know. I mean, what you're saying, JJ is a piece of broccoli has better qualities about it than a donut. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, that's the comparison right Mm -hmm. there. And then, but then it's like the challenge is how do you convince yourself that, uh, eating the the broccoli every day is much better. Spend more time eating broccoli than well. Donuts. I think first of all, you need to move the donuts from where you normally have them. That's the if we're using well, the same sort of metaphor. You're in a bakery. You're a guy who is mm-hmm. in a bakery that specialises in donuts and donuts. And I'm a baker, food, but you're and you're a baker, and there is a few healthy options in your bakery. Mm-hmm. And I'm a bakery uh, treat expert. Yeah, and so <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in a conundrum, son. It's, it's very um, hard. How does the baker fucking get away from the baked goods? Feels um, like it's my job. 
Yeah, no, so here's the thing. I've been watching this show. Sevs, can you look it up? Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's a renovating show. They take old properties like Restoration Australia, it might be called. Mm -hmm. Sabilla, Sabel is a woman who hosts it. So nice. You had last night, Amy and I watched Nep, someone down in um, in Tasmania. Yeah, they find these old, yeah, Restoration Australia. They find these old cottages that are, you know, uh, centuries old, and they want to restore them but keep a lot of the qualities mm-hmm. of, you know, the the old style, right? Um, there, a lot of them are off the grid. A lot of them are far out. And I was thinking about like moving to a place that's remote, and then I was thinking about how. To get out of this is like, to, it's almost cutting. Think about if we stopped the show tomorrow and we stopped the business mm-hmm. and you just had a nice uh, cushy job in a country town, what that would force you to do. Like, I think for to cut, you know, that's the drastic approach to What would be the cushy job? Can we work out what the job is? Cushy job, post office, for sure. For, for sure, me? post office. Post office. Yep. I think that yeah, like, I, I straight away go into the my back fucking hurting like um No, you can sit down. What about you a bookshop? <laughs> what about a bookshop? You work at <laughs> no, no, no. The pro- be too the many people. Guy. What I love no, the they problem get to sit is down, though. the the business that I would want to work with or work for isn't a good business because there's not many customers. Like I I'm not okay, a customer yeah, guy yeah, yeah, and yeah. so the thing is it's um potentially like I was wondering, so Brie, um, Brie had a workmate uh, that they had to do some work in person and so they came to our um, lounge room and did the work there uh, last week and um, I didn't leave my the spare room, like the office, like my office and Brie would like <laughs> yeah. come in with like water and say, you know, you can come out. Like it's, I'm like, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Like I'm just enjoying my company. Um, and so, like, I got a bit of an insight of what it would be like to be in jail because I literally couldn't, like, I was laying on my floor. <laughs> uh, like, like normally, like, when I'm having calls or whatever, I'll go to the bed and I'll, like, lie down and I'll be, like, FaceTiming. It gives me some stretching time and stuff like that. So, my point is it would be good. So, I'm just going to point out, point out that lying on your bed is not stretching, dude. It feels like a fucking stretch. <laughs> if it feels like a stretch, something's gone wrong. Yeah. No, I feel really. Feel, in fact, Brie um, uh, hurt her back. Oh, how is she, poor thing? Uh, in fact, it's cost four hundred bucks so far. Physio already oh, in a no. week. Isn't that a lot? We don't have private health, Seemed. but um, yeah. But then, I mean, you'd be you'd. We be used down to have private health. Fourteen hundred. Yeah, exactly. Or instantly at the start of the year. Yeah, I get and, it. and so um, no, she's she's feeling better. But it is that thing of the physio versus. The, I'm an osteo guy. I did all of the. I did when I um, first got my herniated discs. I did the, the physio, the osteo, the chiro. Chiros. I know some people love chiros. I had a horrendous experience with a a chiro. Mm. They tricked me with um, all of this chat about like nutrition, and they were showing me like an apple at the start, and they were like fucking X-raying things, and like it was all very good. And then they just like, okay, I was in like a heap of pain. And they get me on one of their um, bed things and they bring up the wedge, like, you know, like, oh, in, yeah, in the, yeah. and then slam oh, it down. Sleeping. And I'm like, oh. I was, uh, at the time, my biggest yeah. concern, this is like 2012, my biggest, 2013, my biggest concern was um, when I was walking into work or whatever, I was worried that someone would knock, like a cyclist or whatever, would just knock me a little bit and I would be fu- like, 
I was like yeah, in yeah, that yeah. position where it's like so vulnerable. And so then to have someone fucking slamming yeah. my hips and they're like, I'm like, that's like, I wasn't being a bitch about it. I was like, that's, that really hurts. They're like, oh no, that's like, that's part of it. I'm like, I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. think it is. I, so I had a bad it, I don't think it's all, I don't think it's all Cairo's there. I, I know a few good ones, but mm-hmm. like it definitely the old school approach. Like I went to a Cairo Many years ago, you but then weddings early, a lot. Don't you might, think a lot of when I go to weddings, I always meet Cairo's. <laughs> you know that doctors, <laughs> a doctor of chiropractic. Are they a GP? Chiro- wait, do they have to be a GP before they become a chiro? They're not a, G, they're not a general practitioner, but they're they a, yeah. they're a doctor. It's like a it's like Harps will be Craig Harper will be a doctor at the mm-hmm. time he finishes sure. his. Yeah, what were you saying? Sorry, uh, I interrupted. Yeah, I was just saying that I went to one ye- many, 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 many years ago and had the real brutal cracking just like mm-hmm. but then I went again and it's like a lot softer and and a different approach mm-hmm. and so they're not all like that but yeah I, I get you I get what you mean there's a lot of people that disagree with also Kyra. where I put it is but, like the physio for me um I don't, I don't know if these are like common cliches but the physio is they'll always give you homework and it's all yeah. very much, and it's like a little exercise. You end up buying one of their like rubber band things, and it's like you got to do yeah. a bit of work. And Dude. they sort of, there's that, and they sort of just sort of touch your shoulder and say, "Yep, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, go yeah. and do that. Put it on the doorknob, and then extend your arm yeah. and do that." But the oste- what I like you know, about the osteo is that they actually, um, you get like a, a massage out of it too, and they do a little bit of a lining. Mm. I actually think so. Tully Smith's podcast, Too Much Tully, next week's episode, Ep 3, mm-hmm. I've been working on. It's coming out on Tuesday. And they have a kinesiologist on the show. Now, what is a kinesiologist? Uh, I know, uh, good question. Let me just say why I think you should go to it before I think before I tell you what they are because I will struggle there. Look up kinesiologist, what they do, mm-hmm. Sevs. But they can help with a lot of emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, understanding what your body's doing based on some of the emotional triggers in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, you're a highly emotional dude. Mm-hmm. And I think, Do you, think? You, you haven't wanted to go to a, yes, a psychologist mm-hmm. and and tackle it head on like that, which is your, your battle. Uh, but I think there's a version that is, it's not necessarily a psychologist where you're just sitting there doing, in, sitting there talking, there's another approach where they're mm-hmm. testing, they're using your body to inform your, uh, on what's happening um, from an emotional level too. So I'd love, I think you should go mm-hmm. to a kinesiologist. And so, Sevs, what's the official definition of a kinesiologist? Well, kin- kinesiology is a form of therapy that uses muscle monitoring or biofeedback to look at imbalances that may be causing disease or stress in the body. Yeah, that's exactly what you need, dude. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're like, oh, my back hurts because I'm stressed at the moment. It's like mm-hmm. everything's connected, and I agree with that. Like that's just, re- that's just. It's the whole thing time. of like your left, like if your fucking left side hurts, it's because you're sad or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they're all feedback. It's like your guts unsettled because you're you're feeling <laughs> you're something fucking, about. <laughs> you ate fucking four frozen eclairs for fucking dinner. <laughs> they were, all right, to finish right. up, finishes off Sevs. What happened? Um, Grace got a message yesterday. Oh, from her mum. Uh, yeah. yeah, the the the, the war Je- between. Let Sevs. Se- yeah, well, yeah. I don't even know if he knows. Grace messaged me about it. Do you know about the message? Oh, from her oh mum? sorry. Was that you? Yeah, that was me. 
Yeah, that, that was Josh. I, it's something, something about the chocolate eclair being uh, a profiterole. It, yeah, so, like so she was saying that the chocolate eclair, because I said this, this tastes a bit like a profiterole, and yep. Grace's mum said uh, chocolate eclairs are in fact just profiteroles. Dude, that's controversial. Yeah. She it's may huge. be right. Yeah. But what I got there's you... There's anti-vaxxers, there's non-mask wearers, <laughs> and then there's profiterole versus eclair. They're in sort of the same area, I believe. <laughs> I tell you what, from your, your old school bakery mm-hmm. down here in Bulleen, the chocolate eclair does not look like a profiterole. A profiterole, you don't see the cream. You have to buy it in to experience the cream. An old school chocolate eclair from a bakery, you're seeing the cream mm-hmm. flowing out of it. You should be able to see You've that. You've lost your mind fake, if they're the you same. You should be able to see the fake cream. I think that uh, the <laughs> a, a profiterole is closer to a fucking um, donut than a... Uh, than a, a chocolate eclair, don't you think? Well, if you're looking at uh, a donut, usually doesn't have it sort of seeping out. I mean, a profiterole, what I'm looking at right now when I search it, mm-hmm. is what I had yesterday. But what you had yesterday is not what this looks like. So A profiterole <laughs> is closer to a jam donut than a chocolate eclair. <laughs> <laughs> an eclair is an oblong Pastry made with the exact language, pa- the exact way, the language that Grace's mum said was an eclair is a long profiterole. Yeah, interesting because according to profiterole versus eclair on Google, profiterole or chez la creme is a filled French pastry ball with a typically sweet and mostly filling of whipped cream, custard pastry or cream. An eclair is an oblong pastry made with pastry filled with a cream and topped with chocolate icing. So yesterday you ate what was an eclair. I reckon I had what was closer to a profiterole. No. But in my mind, no, from what they've said here, Josh, but from what in my mind, it was the other way. This is, this is deep. I'm going down a rabbit hole on this one. Wow, Scooter Derek says profiterole is the exact same materials as a chocolate eclair, just a different shape and set of exposure. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is great. Should we go? Should we do a profiterole versus eclair tour? We just go around buying as many of these as we can, and we'll see. Yeah, I'm not interested in. Are- I'm not interested in profiteroles. <laughs> um, me too. Me too. I, I swear I am. I'm because sometimes they. They can be a bit like soggy, like mm-hmm. they're just yeah, they're not uh, not up for them. And it's also not like the them. hard chocolate. Like what I find is maybe it's just that I've never had a good profiterole. But I put like when I think of profiteroles, I think of uh, two thousand and three. Uh, mum having a tray of them that she bought and they're in the fridge and the yep. plastic tray, like the it's yeah. got a lid and the lid is a little bit frosty because it's been in the fridge and you open it up and the yep. the profiterole, uh, when you bite into it, the chocolate separates from the actual profiterole, from the, from the roll. And yeah, so you yeah, end yeah. up uh, with this almost ice magic... <laughs> icing thing that is separated from it and you have no idea 
of what is happening in the middle until you bite in, which is my criticism yes. of the chocolate eclair yesterday. So, <laughs> Calvin White said he's a qualified chef. Verified eclairs equal long profiteroles. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's big. I think verified. That, yeah, I think that you'll <clears throat> you'll find that. Did you, uh, did you see what Scooter was saying? In yeah, fact, he had, if he if he took a guess, chocolate mm-hmm. eclairs were invented using the extra pastry from someone using a crock and bush made out of profiteroles. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that definitely, there's definitely a um, the, maybe the eclair in hindsight is a deconstructed. I'm really coming around here, but it's a <laughs> it's a deconstructed profiterole. Yeah, and a bit bogan. <laughs> <laughs> it was Don't bigger. You reckon, like, it's bigger. Just needed more. Yeah. Well, but usually, and and usually the like the Aussie bakeries, the bakehouses that do it, it's it's not like you'd think the higher end ones are filled with cream, but then the oh sorry custard, mm-hmm. and then the you know more bogan ones are like that whipped cream that has that much sugar in it that you can. It's it's like it's like fluff. Well, it's, my mum, it's like mum loves the so her favourite. Chocolate eclair was at um, Power Road Bakery in Doveton, which is where we went and I got a smiley face oh. before that shoot that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was great. And so, there. but what she likes about it is she likes the fake, I believe, I'm not crossing my wires, the fake cream done yep. right is actually better than the real cream, I've heard. I agree with Lynn Jansen. I like it. It's naughty. Yeah. It's naughty, but it's a bit bogan. Mm-hmm. I, I am a bogan for sure. Do you know like why in Italy they don't drink cappuccinos after 11 a.m.? Why? So they can sleep? Well, yeah, no, there was a great, there was a, a great video. I can't remember the guy's name, but he, uh, he does all coffee style videos on YouTube. He's a very, very good yep. English guy and um, he deconstructed the whole thing around what it is. Um, people talk about the heaviness of a cappuccino and things like that, but mm-hmm. he went mm-hmm. a little bit broader and talked about um, uh, lactose malabsorption and so he went through the scientific stuff around. Um, what are you smiling at, Sebs? No, I, just, I, just, I was looking at Grace because she had a coffee the other night. Oh, really? Just, what time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is at six o'clock. Okay. It's yeah. late. It is late, yeah. yeah. And so anyway... But she had the, some work to do uh, later on that <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baseball. Actually, baseball's all in the morning. But the... Um, yeah, no, so the... It was, it was just very interesting. Like, I, I think that that's something I could definitely get into is... Um, I mean, we haven't even mentioned that it's... Yeah, well, just like the really understanding... Um, like I was thinking about coffee art. So I watched a 25-minute a YouTube video two days ago of a cafe time-lapse. I actually think I saw... I'm going to send it to you because I think I you saw one of, our clients, uh, one of our clients at a cafe in the time-lapse, like it made into time-lapse. No. And then I like was yes. Googling their office location to see if it was right. Um, anyway, they... Um, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a whole scene of cafe time-lapse videos from Melbourne. And obviously, if you go back like six months ago, everything was fine and you could see it all. Yeah. But they um, they have like coffee art cameras set up and so you can watch them doing the coffee art. 
And so I was thinking, oh, maybe I could become like the coffee guy in regards to like maybe where I'm having the issue is the mocha master. I can't really do milk stuff. So maybe I need like a frother and a, and a whole, you know. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Have you, I, I'd put my money on it that you've had a strong coffee today. Have you? I, I've had a coffee already. Yeah. Is, am I fired yeah. up? Yeah, you're fired up. It's good. It's all good. All it's right, organised August too. Yeah. Organized. Well, I you did, which I reckon we get to tomorrow about that list because I've got a few few things um, on that list that you put out a year ago mm-hmm. that I want to double check on. So save it for tomorrow's weekend, okay, Banter, please. Sebs, can we get a montage of TJ trying to wrap up the show every single time? Yeah. And then <laughs> me continuing. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Right. I think it's uh, the. That's why I say the coffee because you'll keep going. <laughs> up. Okay. You will keep going. <laughs> it's the Daily Talk Show. Enjoy your uh, weekend. Enjoy your cappuccino. You've got about an hour and a half left um, before you have to wrap <laughs> that up. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow for another weekend banter. Have a good one. See you guys.